One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The FT. Hello, and welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's weekly Forex podcast, taking a hard look at what's driving the world's largest financial market. I'm Delphine Strauss, the FT's Currencies Correspondent, and I'll be talking you through the market trends of the week with the help of my special guest, Matt Coburn, Head of Rates and Currencies at Threadneedle Investments. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello. Let's start with sterling, which has climbed sharply this week after the Bank of England gave a bullish set of forecasts for the UK economy, predicting rapid growth, falling unemployment and stronger income growth. At the same time, Governor Mark Carney said interest rates might remain low for some time to come, with policymakers judging the state of the labour market and the degree of slack in the economy, not by the headline unemployment rate, but by a much broader set of indicators. Matt, how do you interpret the way currency markets have reacted to this new form of forward guidance? Do you think it's a vote of confidence in the economic recovery? Or do you think investors are taking the view that the Bank of England will in the end raise interest rates sooner than policymakers are guiding us to expect? Well, given the reaction in the bond and currency markets yesterday... Uh, I think you can draw a conclusion that the market clearly thinks that rate hikes are, are probably coming sooner rather than later. I think there was something for everybody in that report yesterday. Um, they revised down their inflation uh, outlook whilst rising up their growth outlook. But clearly, you know, sterling has been on a bit of a tear. It's testing the top and end of the range. Whether it breaks, I think, actually is probably going to be more of a dollar story than a standalone sterling story. But given the fact that uh, the UK is probably in the group of economies that are like likely to tighten at the moment sooner uh, rather than later. I think sterling probably remains underpinned. I think it's going to be quite difficult for sterling to um, significantly break above 167, 170. And that's primarily because I think the structural reasons for liking the dollar are still actually in place. Of course, one other risk to sterling later in the year is Scotland's vote on independence. Currency is now at the centre of the debate. And we've got politicians in Westminster set to warn independence campaigners that an independent Scotland couldn't keep the pound. Is that something that your clients are starting to worry about? And do you think it would have a material impact on sterling if the vote becomes close? Uh, no, I, I think it would be very difficult to actually disentangle what that would mean for, for sterling as a currency. Um, I think the, the market is very much more focused at the moment on the rate cycle and the outlook for the broader European economies. Right. Let's turn next to the dollar, which has been going through something of a soft patch recently, much to the frustration of investors who had made dollar strength one of their central calls for 2014, counting on the effects of the US recovery picking up pace and the Federal Reserve beginning its steady tapering of stimulus. There are various explanations for the dollar not living up to expectations, among them the view that other major currencies might be benefiting as much or more from the latest sell-off in emerging markets. What do you think is going on? And do you see a threat to the dollar's safe haven status? I think we need to break it down into two key elements. So I think structurally, the reasons why the dollar could do better over the coming years is still very much in play. So you've got a shrinking current account deficit as a percentage of GDP. You've got all manner of potential capital flows flowing into the US. You've got faster growth. Um, So the reasons, I think, why it's become a consensus view is still very much there. However... I think what one needed to see at the beginning of the year and what we haven't yet seen uh, is the thing that's going to really alight the trend at some point is the data. The data has been on the margin a little bit softer. 
And until we see that stronger data coming through, I think the market will revert back to the view that the Fed via Janet Yellen will remain very easy in terms of the monetary policy accommodation. And so really, it's sort of necessary condition for us to stop breaking higher in the dollar, I think, is that we need to see the data printing in a respect that illustrates that we are having going to have above trend growth this year. The difficulty is we don't know whether this is weather related or whether it's actually the data is actually starting to turn and a lot of the growth that we saw at the back end of last year was an inventory build. So I think that's probably why the market pre-positioned itself for a dollar rally at the beginning of 2014 and as yet hasn't had the green light to uh, take that any further. How do you think investors are going to handle that? Will they be cutting back their positions while they wait for more clarity or is it possible to hang in there? I think this year so far has probably been characterised by positions being cut all over the place. Obviously, we've seen significant movements in emerging markets. People try to fade that move a little bit too soon. uh, And then we've seen a quick rally back in risk. It's been in some ways, quite a volatile period, but you wouldn't tell that from looking at the way volatility trades. Volatility trades at close to, or in some cases at, all-time lows, yet you're having days that certainly feel like things are happening and things are moving. Unfortunately, it's become quite difficult to sort of put two of those days together and form a trend. Uh, They seem to cancel each other out quite a lot. So I think thus far this year, the market has probably had a lot of difficulty in actually holding on to positions. Is that becoming painful for some people out there? I think it probably is. I think this is once again proven that 2014 has begun just as 2013 ended, which is somewhat of a tactical world. The strategic elements, I think, are forming and are very much in our viewfinder, but you haven't really benefited from expressing any of those strategic views. It's been very much a tactical world and, you know, you've really been forced to react to the data and react to the positioning in markets. Let's go from there to the Australian dollar which has certainly been one of the more volatile currencies. It slid throughout the second half of 2013, but has rallied in the last couple of weeks after a surprising shift in policy by the Reserve Bank of Australia, which abandoned the view that the currency was overvalued after talking it down for some months. But the Aussies fallen sharply again today after a fresh disappointment in labour market data. Are you among the investors with bets on the Aussie at the moment? And what do you think the longer term trend would be? So we were very much last year of the view that Australia and the Australian dollar was at the wrong price. However, we've had a big correction since then, and we haven't had the subsequent rise in the in the dollar, uh, in the US dollar. So we've of the view, I think, that strategically, the Australian dollar probably should be lower on a multi-year view. However, tactically, it's probably not the right time to be expressing those trades. As you mentioned, the data in Australia on balance has probably been a little bit stronger outside of the employment data that we saw overnight. The market clearly, one of their favourite trades is to short the Aussie. And I think it's a way of expressing how one could be concerned about China and the the emerging markets via a sort of developed market currency. Our view this year has actually been to look at the Aussie versus the crosses. So Aussie Kiwi, for example, had uh, a very substantial move down back back towards the bottom of the the recent uh, trading ranges. And actually, we think it provided some decent value um, when we got to the bottom of those ranges. So uh, on balance, we have a small positive uh, Australian position, but that's in the context of actually being quite negative on uh, the New Zealand dollar. And probably, you know, our outlook for 2014 is probably still quite negative on commodity currencies in general. Matt Coburn at Threadneedle Investments. Thank you very much. That's it from us this week. Hard Currency will be back next week. But until then, you can read up-to-date FX news and analysis on our website, ft.com forward slash FX. Goodbye.
For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.